They always want to see us down, never come around. But you can witness greatness when I come and snatch your crown. See, I ain't never been the type of way to mess around. Cause I'm all about my business and I move without a sound. Queens working silence, trying to stop the violence. Cause I'm killing my goals, here's my story, you're invited. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Pink Lemonade, an original podcast by the Skinny Black Girls Code. My name is Whitney B, and I am your host. And today, we're going to talk about how to tap into your personal story to reclaim your power. Learn what I mean in today's brand new episode. Keep it locked. Now this is a story all about how my Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Pink Lemonade. Today is March 2nd, 2018 and I absolutely love the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. When I was younger, I had a massive crush on Will Smith and I told myself that when I grew up, I was going to marry him. Now, I didn't get Will Smith, but I did marry a guy from Philly, so that counts for something, right? Anyway, I wanted to start off with America's most popular show intro because of the power of the words. Now, here is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. Hey, now this song immediately catches your attention because who hasn't had a moment where their life goes from stable to shambles? Now, although The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was a fictional show, it told so many stories that were relatable to us. One episode in particular that I can recall comes from the May 9th, 1994 episode called Papa's Got a Brand New Excuse. You ain't got to do no, nothing, Uncle Phil. You know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good at it too, didn't I, yeah, Uncle Phil? Got through my first day without him, right? Mm-hmm. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Down with him! I ain't need him then and I don't need him now. Will. Will. Uh, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey. And I'm having me a whole bunch of kids. I'm going to be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that. Because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? every time I watch that clip. This is probably one of the most popular clips from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And to this day, it still goes viral. I mean, I see it on my Facebook timeline at least once a month because its rawness and just overall impact was so relevant then as it is now. In 1994, um, single parent homes represented about 31% of households, which breaks down to about 11.4 million people. 
Single mothers in particular around this time represented 7.6 million of that population. Fast forward to 2016, uh, the Bureau of, excuse me, the Census Bureau, they have data that shows that between 1960 and 2016, the percent of children who live with their mothers tripled from 8% to 23%. Now, I say all these stats to say that Will's performance hit a nerve that affected so many people. When I was kind of researching the making of this clip, because I wanted to figure out why it was just so popular, you know, beyond the emotional context, the monologue that you heard was um, unrehearsed and unplanned. And it brought those in the room to tears because it was just so authentic. Now, oddly enough, Will Smith actually didn't have a bad upbringing. Uh, his father was very active and supportive of him in his life. But for him to be able to tap into those emotions that represent the untold stories of millions of broken homes speaks volumes, even now in 2018. Well, I love this performance. It just, it made me think about how often we suppress our own emotions. Right before Will's moment in that episode, he insisted that nothing was wrong with him, while Uncle Phil encouraged him to essentially embrace his emotions. We often reduce the magnitude of how we feel or even our past to I'm fine or I'm okay when in all actuality we're not. It takes a brave person to acknowledge where they've been and ultimately not allow it to affect where they're going. Now, I saw a strong testament of telling your story last weekend in Dayton, Ohio at the Tell Your Story conference. A few months ago, I reached out and met the founder of the conference, Shandy Ray, and man, she is the epitome of using her story to heal. Um, she's done multiple interviews and, you know, she's told me the story herself, but she grew up with self-esteem issues. And then later on, she went through not only one traumatic episode of sexual assault, but two, one that resulted in abortion and one that resulted into a pregnancy that birthed her beautiful daughter. Now, when you look at her, you see someone who's bubbly, happy, and just glowing with optimism. But as they say, people don't look like what they've been through. And Shandy learned how to embrace her story, and it has become a vehicle in her work as an image consultant and a hairstylist. Now, what I love about her is that she took everything that she's been through to attract 12 other dynamic women from all over. And I'm talking about Africa, Canada, Cali, I mean, just everywhere, to Dayton, Ohio, to empower more than 100 women to tell their stories and not just tell them, but to tell them unapologetically. And so today I'm dedicating today's episode to Shandy because telling your story may seem scary and even downright life-changing, right? So many of us conceal our stories because we believe that they don't matter or think that others will judge us based on what we've been through. But in reality, our stories, those experiences with intricate details that have transformed us, make us much more alike than we are different. Sharing is caring, and I say that in the most literal sense. Sharing your story not only means that you care about others, it's caring about yourself. Now, y'all know me, I did some research, and from a science perspective, Storytelling provides us with the release of feel-good neurotransmitters, aka those chemicals in our bodies that allow us to function for those of us who fell asleep in psychology or biology class. Now, according to some research by Berkeley University, our bodies release oxytoxins when we relate or feel close to someone or something else. Simultaneously, our brain cells can mirror neurons and allow us to feel what we see. It's like when you're watching a scary movie, right? And you know the person is waiting. And then, you know, that monster is coming. So you begin to feel that fear that you see on the screen because you can imagine how you would feel in a similar situation. 
Similarly, when we hear stories, those who have that theme of overcoming hardship, we release something called cortisol, which sharpens our attention. When we hear about negative things, we often naturally set off our natural negative bias, so to speak, of focusing on the bad because we have a natural inclination to protect ourselves and a natural curiosity of wondering how to relieve ourselves of something bad through another person's experience. When we hear of overcoming, overcoming, it gives a sense of release. When you tell your story, it's literally a remedy. It's a medicine almost that just allows you to push forward. Each time you tell your story, your body naturally relaxes. But in order to achieve full peace, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable, which means not caring about what other people will think of you. We try so hard to control perceptions outside of our control that we sometimes tell pieces of our stories or sugarcoat areas to make people believe that we are somebody else. So um, it's time to stop being a fraud. I mean, telling your story helps you embrace those pesky imperfections and it builds trust with other people because it allows them to know that they are not alone with the things that they have dealt with or are currently dealing with. So last year, I told my personal story in front of a small group of women in Cincinnati, and I was nervous. Except for a few friends, I never told anyone about being sexually assaulted when I was a teen and making a decision to get an abortion when I was 18. Saying those words scared the shit out of me. But you know all those fancy chemicals I was talking about before? I felt that. I felt relieved. I felt relaxed. And I felt unmasked because I was able to discuss something that had tormented me for years. After I was done speaking, um, about four of the women out of the 12 who were in the room, they came and they shared their same experiences with me. And it blew my mind because here I was thinking that I was alone when there were other people who could not only show empathy for my truth, but I've lived it. And some had never told their, their story to anyone until they heard me say something about it. You see, storytelling is like a domino effect. And what you say, how you say it, and the intent of it can ignite a fire in someone to think about where they've been and take ownership of it. One of my greatest accomplishments is being able to discuss where I've been and not get sad or cry about it, which is what I used to do for years after I experienced those things. To be able to look back and to relive experiences so that it can bring someone else forward, it's an insurmountable feeling. Chase it. Now, some years back, there was a man by the name of James Pinbaker, and he did a study about withholding secrets and not sharing your story. So according to him, he says that major stressors in life influence physical health. There's absolutely no doubt that having a serious upheaval in your life is associated with potentially devastating biological changes, which can include increased cardiovascular activity, lowered immune function, and increased risk of heart attack. What secrets do is turn the pressure up that much more. So stop letting your story be a secret. It's literally killing you on the inside. Now, I'm not saying that you need to write a book or make a speech, but it is important to begin taking control of your narrative. And you have to start with being real with yourself. Acknowledge what happened to you happened, but know that it's not the ending. We all have the ability to make as many sequels that we want to go a part of our story. It doesn't have to stop with tragedy or pain, nor does our lives begin there. The greatest story of all time starts with the actions that you take to make changes in your life while being cognizant of where you've been. Use your story to find your voice because when you find your voice, you can begin to make sense of your life. 
We become resilient every time we open our mouths and share where we've been, and our resilience only makes us stronger. Someone in this world needs you to share, and whether you start with telling a friend or just keeping it real with yourself, know that telling and owning your story will become your biggest superpower. Claim it. Before we go today, I want to leave you with uh, not a quote, which is what I normally do, but a clip from Tell Your Story, the official song of the Tell Your Story conference in Dayton, Ohio, sung by Shaylin Allen and written by the lovely Shandy Ray. People see you smiling, they don't know just how you really feel. Think you got it good, or wishing that they could live inside your world. But if they could see that what you really want is way out of your reach, stay in a storm, but you're pushing through, cause you just won't lose. Listening to another episode of Pink Lemonade. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Once again, my name is Whitney B, and I am your host. If you enjoy Pink Lemonade, please comment, like, share, and subscribe. We are available on SoundCloud, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. So be sure to show some love. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next week. Peace.